Hey, this is Rick, Bite Size Pickleball. If you're listening on Apple, please consider rating and reviewing this when you're through. It would help me out a lot. Today, I'm going to discuss third shot options. And a quick disclaimer, my thoughts are totally subjective and some might work for you and some might not. So here we go. The third shot drive. When should you drive it on the third shot? Well, if you're a beginner or an intermediate, you probably tend to drive it almost every third shot, and that's cool. But if you want to get to the next level, the advanced level, you have to develop a drop shot, which I'll discuss in a moment. As for the third shot drive, I would say that the majority of pro pickleball players drive their third shot about 70% of the time. They're trying to provoke a return shot into the net from their opponents or a pop-up that they can then crush. This is called the shake and bake. If their third shot drive isn't successful, they're typically dropping it on their fifth shot and getting up to the non-volley zone as quickly as they can. So to recap, the pros drive the third shot and they drop the fifth. But I'm not a pro. And here's what I prefer to do, which might work out better for you than driving it every third shot. I typically will drop anything deep and drive anything short. Drop deep, drive short. How short? I would say if the ball lands four feet within my baseline, I'm driving it. And that's with my forehand. If it's with my backhand, I'm going to drop it. And here's the thing on the drive. I'm not giving it away. I'm hiding it as long as possible. And here's how I do my Houdini routine. Actually, I just discovered something for myself. I used to be an actor for years, and I think it's really helped me with the deception part of my game. So you want to be a better pickleballer? Go take some acting lessons. To be or not to be. Oh, no. How do I act before driving a short ball? Uh, Pretty much like it's a casual walk in the park. And I'm adding a drop fake to that. In other words, I'm pretending that I'm about to do a drop shot. So to my opponents, I appear like I'm not going to be using a lot of energy during my walk in the park. And then at the last possible fraction of a second from greatness, I am springing into action like a cobra and I'm crushing the ball down the middle. No, I typically won't aim directly at a player from up close because I don't really need to, especially if I'm playing a rec game. If I'm in competition, then I might go right at someone's midsection. But if I execute my deception properly, you know, I go all Dustin Hoffman on my opponents, then I'm usually more than solid and can rain one down the middle, man. Just a quick thought on deception in general and pickleball. There is so much room for you to add it to your game. Start practicing your fake outs. But first, but first, wait, wait, wait. My one piece of acting advice and take it at face value because it is free, but... Less is more in acting, unless you're Al Pacino chewing the scenery in Scarface. The reason I don't typically like to drive from the baseline is that it takes up a lot of energy. And if I'm playing against solid competition, they're usually going to be able to block that shot back to me anyway. A banger, a banger will just keep trying to drive it by his opponents here on the fifth shot, the seventh shot, the ninth shot, and then they wonder why they get exhausted. And if I do drive from deep, That is going to give me less time to get up to the kitchen line because the faster my ball moves, the faster I got to move. The other thing is, if I spend all my time driving from the baseline, I'm putting myself in the vulnerable position of getting pinned back there. When you have your opponents pinned at the baseline and you can keep them there, do it. This is a great strategy on the beginner and intermediate level. When you get to the advanced level, 
players typically have the ability to drop it here. Hopefully. Speaking of drops, my odds are way better when I drop from deep and get myself and my partner to the net. I have super quick hands, and I would rather take my chances with those at the net than deep third shot drives. The other thing is, by not driving every third shot, I'm storing energy in the tank for the end of the games. Just look at your local banger and see how much they sweat. They get spent way faster than a more well-rounded player will. And that more well-rounded player, well, don't you worry. They'll be there to hammer home a shot when they need to be, when they've masterfully set themselves up with the short game. That's next level and what you should all be shooting for, a short game. A short game, a short game. Okay, you get the point. Get a short game, okay? Where do I like to drop my third shots? I like to drop my opponent's backhands. When I'm in competition, we'll often be stacking and I'll be playing on the forehand side. If I am, I like dropping cross court to my opponent's backhand if, big if, that player is a righty. That's my favorite place to go on a drop. But a lot of this also depends on your opponents. Let's say you're playing against two overly aggressive partners. A good place to drop them might be in the middle and then get ready for their paddle collision. Also, I've seen that scenario piss partners off with one another, so that simple drop in the middle might wreak a lot of havoc. So yes, all these things I'm discussing have a lot to do with who you're playing, so make sure to add that to your equation. Do I put topspin or backspin on my drops, you ask? Yes, whenever I can. I like using both, but my main priority here is keeping the ball low over the net. A topspin drop is going to land closer to the net because of its higher trajectory and bounce a little higher on your opponent when it lands. And a backspin drop will land a little deeper and create a skipping effect. I like to use those to try and push my opponents off the kitchen line. Play around with them and see what works best for you. It would be ideal if you had both. My last option, my last and final option on my third shot is a lob. I love throwing in occasional lobs to keep my opponents on their guard. In fact, my absolute favorite time to lob is when my team has a game point. Why? Because I will typically lob over the player who's running in after they return serve. I especially do this lobbing from the right side of the court to the left side of the court, and I'll put topspin on the ball so it tails off the court after it lands. It's really hard for most players to stop on a dime, retrace their steps, and get to a well-placed lob in the corner that jumps off the court. The other reason a lob works really well in a game point is because your opponents will be super nervous because it is the game point and you'll be able to take advantage of those nerves. It's a pretty demoralizing shot when you can land it. It's kind of like a logo three in basketball. It is the dagger. So let's sum up. Pros drive third, drop fifth. Bangers drive third, fifth, seventh, ninth, eleventh, twelfth. Blah, 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 you get the point. Me? I like to drop deep to my opponent's backhand and drive short balls down the middle with an Academy Award-winning performance in between. And then I like to lob on game point and insert the dagger like Steph Curry on his logo threes. Thanks for listening. Again, please take a moment to rate and review this. And remember, 
control what you can control out there, and that's your own game, and that's your own potential. Forget about all the rest because it's just noise, and it will distract you from your game. Simplify your process, and the zone awaits you. For me, it's all about the zone. The signpost up ahead. Later. Bye-bye.